Hello, and welcome to The Legal Helm, the show where we talk all things legal plus tech. Have you ever wondered how blockchain and legal contracts might actually benefit the rainforest? Dr. Elena Metchik, today's guest, has, and her story is a fascinating one that you're not going to want to miss. She also talks with BIM about why contracts are the lifeblood of companies and how blockchain can make them more secure and make corporate supply chains more efficient. And now, on to the show. Hello, Legal Helm listeners. Today on our show, I am excited to be talking with Dr. Elena Metchik, COO and founder of Inhover, a SaaS solution for contract management. Elena spent over five months in the rainforest of Brazil writing her PhD on climate change mitigation through sustainable conservation of tropical forests. In 2009, she founded an NGO to minimize poverty and protect the environment. And in 2020, she founded Inhubber, a SaaS solution for contract management, which uses blockchain and artificial intelligence technologies to reduce paper consumption at companies on the one hand, and to create a total transparency of contractual relationships on the other. I'm really excited to be talking to her today on the topic of contract management and digital signature software for law firms. Firstly, welcome Elena and Thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much, Bim, for the introduction. Sure. So before we dive into Inhubber, it would be really great to just hear from you a little bit about your background and your journey to really explain how that kind of journey led you to build Inhubber. Yes, of course. So actually, the introduction was already explaining it quite well. My journey started 2004, to be honest, when I was just participating in an adventurous university project, which seemed just to be very cool to go to Brazil to spend a few months in the Amazon rainforest and actually protecting the tropical forest from illegal logging. And that's how my love for nature came out. I didn't know about it. It just sounded like it should be interesting. And I never thought of having this possibility of spending some time in the rainforest. And so I went there. I fell in love with the forest. I fell in love with this beauty of the nature. And actually being there, I heard the forest being clocked. We didn't know where it was happening. There was no clear idea like what is going on, but it just sounded terrible. And uh, so I actually was studying industrial engineering with a topic on engineering for airplanes. And it was my first pivot, I would say. I, I decided to write my PhD on that topic after graduating, after writing my master thesis. So I visited once again, a few times again, Brazil, Thailand, India, and wrote my PhD paper on that topics explaining the possibility of how actually economical methods can provide a possibility for the people living in the forest already to sustain the forest, but also to have economic stability so that they don't need to leave it. And by the end of my PhD, I got to know the blockchain technology and that technology actually gave me the idea that at the end, we can't change the world or we can't change the existing challenges with the existing technologies. That's what we see. The illegal logging is continuing and continuing. We are trying the same methods as we were trying for the last 20, 30, 40 years and nothing is changing. So I thought, yeah, something new needs to come up an innovation which might have the possibility of change something. So once I got to know the blockchain technology, I saw the possibility of actually creating a sustainable and transparent supply chain. A supply chain in a way that we can actually follow all the 
supply chain steps, starting with the logging of the timber, ending with the final product, furniture, etc. And so that's how the idea was born of Inhaber. And then we started investigating the situation on the market. We started talking to furniture producers and trying to understand, yeah, is the market ready for this kind of a solution? And what we saw is that, of course, in the economical and the business world, and I was coming from research, NGO world, people are thinking totally different. Yeah, you need to make money at the end. Yeah, you, and investing more in the production makes no sense as long as there is no pressure from outside, from the government to actually tell you, you need to show the supply chain, whatever, like this transparency. So what we realized, but within the companies we were talking to, that there is no real contract management. And that's actually the beginning of supply chain transparency for us, because we say every creation of a product, every supply chain starts with a contract. It can be a contract for license, the license to lock timber. It's also a contract, yeah, where you, you actually clearly see which timber can be locked and which not. Then the transportation, logistical contracts, then the contracts regarding production, then the final contracts of selling the products, etc. So the whole supply chain, the whole production is based on contract, initial contract or many. And then we started from here. Yeah, we, we said we create a transparent contract management solution where companies actually can see all their contractual relationships very transparently. And the system is already based on the blockchain. So we have all the possibilities to go together with the companies we are providing our solution to. And that's the big vision actually to come to this transparency of all contractual relationships with help of our solution. It might sound a little bit complicated, I'm not sure. So just, just tell me. That's actually it. Yes. That's very helpful. And thank you for that background. That's really interesting to kind of hear the journey and how you go from, you know, some of the supply chain management from where you were in the rainforest all the way to bringing that to firms and businesses that can really benefit from the technology platform. So that's much appreciated. In terms of the, the technology, so you touched a little bit on some of the underlying technology being blockchain based. For our audience who may be new to blockchain and may have only heard it in the context of Bitcoin, for example, can you help us just with like a, a simple understanding of what is blockchain and what does the technology actually mean? Yes, Bitcoin, as you mentioned, is cryptocurrency, which might be famous. A lot of people might know we have nothing to do with it, but Bitcoin is actually based on blockchain technology. What does it mean? It means that the same information is being stored on different servers, on different devices simultaneously at the same time. Yes. So usually when I save a document on my PC, on my laptop, it just saved on my laptop. But what blockchain does, you save the same document, but simultaneously, let's say on 10 laptops. Yeah, more or less, we can tell it. Yes. At the same time, in the same moment. So in case someone wants to change this information, which has been saved simultaneously on 10 computers and tries to change it, all the nine other computers will tell, no, there's something wrong. It can't be because this saving of information happens so simultaneously everywhere and changing of some information just on one spot makes it impossible. So in that way, we can provide actually transparent 
data protection, I would say, yes, data protection in a way that we can see if something is being changed, manipulated, etc. And in the context of contracts, it just makes sense because usually while working with contracts, we need audit trail. We need to know who has changed what at which point of time. And of course, contracts are describing the most, the most important information, the most fragile information within companies. If someone else would get access to a contract, a competitor, let's say, it can have big challenges for the company. So having this transparency of who has seen the document, who has changed what at what point of time has it happened yesterday or the day after can also have an immense impact on negotiations later. Yeah, it depends, of course, on the contract, but all this information is very critical. And the blockchain technology provides this possibility of actually having a full transparency of everything what is happening around the data and in our case, the contracts. So really what I'm hearing is there's a element of additional security that's kind of inherent with blockchain that you're introducing into the contract management process, which is really good and a positive kind of outcome of that. Hey John, how do I find out what we've invoiced my client? How can I view my outstanding whip? How do I submit my expenses again? Do we have next Monday off? It's exciting to have fresh faces at your law firm. But onboarding them takes a lot of time and a lot of energy when everyone is remote. You're busy enough as it is. Helm360 has the solution. Just ask Termi. Helm360's next level chatbot solution for knowledge management. Termi can answer many of your new hires questions for you without distracting you or anyone else at the firm. This means fewer frantic emails, fewer help desk tickets, more time and more focused productivity for everyone at the firm. Working with Termi, you can have those eager new employees up to speed in a snap. They may never need to ask you a question again. Check out helm360.com forward slash Termi to see Termi in action and find out how it can make onboarding new hires as easy as sending an email. I'm interested just to get into the minds of some of our customers, for example, who might be interested in looking at technology like this, but maybe they're stuck in between a semi-automated process at the moment that could be workflow driven, right? So a lot of the traditional contract management processes and softwares out there are more focused on, you know, you have a workflow that you run through and you get a digital signature, but ultimately it's kind of just a simple workflow based approach. For those firms that have something in place, but are thinking of a shift to a platform like Inhubber, help us understand what are the main advantages? I think you touched on one of them, security, and give us a feel for what that transition might look like from an implementation perspective. So how easy is it to implement a, a solution like this coming from like a more traditional approach? So I actually um, also have the artificial intelligence part on our platform, which helps understand the contracts which have been negotiated already. So at the end, we can get a mess of contracts of existing documents within a company, upload them to our system. The artificial intelligence helps understand the context, understand the metadata within the contracts. So you get this overview of all negotiated clauses of cancellation periods, cancellation possibilities. You get the possibility of being reminded automatically. And at the end, this mass import possibility gives you a very easy way of actually switching from one system to another. 
Of course, we have to look at particular contracts and to see company-specific situation in order to tell exactly how it would work. But in general, the companies who come to us, they just can upload a lot of contracts at once, get a structured repository for contracts with access rights, access permissions, who can see which information, who can see which folders, subfolders, workspaces, etc. And from there on, people are being reminded on time about potential challenges, about potential cancellation periods, about certain milestones which are coming up. And we have a digital signature on our platform. So actually it's possible to also sign contracts directly uh, with help of our Inhabas signature, which is also unique in the sense that it is also based on the blockchain technology. And because of it, we can actually sign any document format, let's say an Excel sheet, which you usually would have to save as a PDF first or a video picture, whatever it is, we can actually upload and it can be signed and we can provide again the security that nothing has been changed or manipulated afterwards. The AIP sounds like really interesting and definitely like a differentiator in terms of what your product brings to the market. Are you able to just delve in a little bit deeper there and help us with some examples of the kind of benefits of that kind of AI doing the analysis of the context of the contract? Like, is there any real world examples you can kind of give us as to the types of things that that can uncover that would be beneficial? So in a way, it depends on, on the use case, of course, and we have been going deeper into real estate contracts. As an example, let's say there's a transaction and building is on sale and someone wants to check all the documentation, all the contracts connected to this building with all the rental apartments, with offices being rented as well. What are the rental conditions? So in a way to make the whole due diligence in order to make a decision whether this building is worth the money people are asking for. So as a legal firm or as a transaction, as a real estate company, someone needs to look at all the documentation, all the contracts. And of course, as large as the building is, more documents and contracts there are. So our AI is able to actually go through, scan through these documents, scan through the contracts, find the most relevant information in order to provide actually the possibility to make faster decisions. Yeah. So we don't, in general, I say, yeah, AI, we can't expect 100% accuracy from AI. It won't happen this year. It won't happen in 10 years. Yes, there's always this possibility of making mistakes by a human as well as by AI. So we should understand AI as a possibility to actually help us make decisions and help us work faster, work more efficiently. And that's what our AI is doing. Yeah, it scans through the documents, scans through the contracts, highlights the most relevant information, shows it to the user so that the user can just go through this information by clicking on certain information. You can jump on the certain area within the contract and read it if you want within the contract. So it saves time of finding the information you are looking for. It saves time of looking a big amount of documents and makes this decision process much faster. Just to touch on a little bit further on the AI side of things, because obviously, as I'm sure you know, AI and particularly open AI's chat GPT platform has been plastered all over the news over, over the last few weeks and months. 
and some people are calling it as revolutionary as the internet. And I'm really interested just to get your thoughts in terms of what impact do you think AI from what you're seeing in terms of some of the machine learning models that are coming out at the moment will have not just on, you know, the industries that we serve, but just overall from an impact perspective in the way we kind of look at AI and apply AI in our world. I definitely think it is a revolutionary technology and especially the chat bot. We see all the potential there is. We can ask any question and get a very high qualitative answer. Yeah. And we see that it will change the world we are learning, we are working, we are going to study at the universities so our children, because what stays is just the creativity in what, what stays for us, for the humans, because AI can actually go through all the information there is and find the most, the best, the optimal solution, optimal result for any problem we are asking. And that's why we need to change the way we are learning, we are thinking, and we are working. In my perspective, Google will have to think about something because Google is kind of a technology which which is like a library. We don't need to go to library anymore. We can open Google and find the information we are looking for, but still we need to go through various websites, through Wikipedia, whatever there is to find the answer. The chatbot makes it all, you don't need it anymore. You just ask a question, you get the result, you get the answer. But what you don't know is where this information is coming from. So what is the source of the sum of information from which the AI decided to give you this answer? So what I think will happen, first of all, we will go to, to the chatbot or some similar uh, technology, start asking any questions we have, start getting very good results. We will be very satisfied at the beginning. But at some point of time, we might forget to double check the information we are getting. The, the results we are getting. And that's where I see a big challenge for our society, what is coming up, that we might be completely misleaded in the wrong direction at some point of time. And, and I think the state and the regulations, they, they are, of course, they are not fast enough to go with this technology and to find answers to these uh, challenges, which we are about to face. Yeah, definitely. I think the accuracy of, of what's coming back is obviously going to be something that needs to be looked at from a human perspective to make sure that, you know, it's relevant and the models are trained accordingly. I was thinking about this the other day in the context of myself and like I have a daughter that's six years old that's growing up at the moment. And I remember going through education in particular and a big emphasis on writing essays, for example. And I think just thinking about the generative writing capability of some of these models will transform probably the way that they think about writing content for the stuff that they have to do from an education perspective. So it'll be interesting to see how all of the different industries that are kind of leveraging AI in different ways, as well as, you know, some of the young kids coming up in education at the moment will think about how to leverage the technology to their advantage, but also then how we assess how much we actually learn in the process as individuals, right? And as, as humans. So it's, it's definitely going to be an interesting few years ahead of us as, as we kind of come to terms with what impact it will make. So I appreciate to hear your comments on that. So Elena, it's been really good learning a little bit about Inhubber and the product, and it sounds like an amazing solution. So really appreciate you sharing some of that with us. I have a, a few wrap up questions, if I may, which I ask all of my guests that come on the show. First one is if you could borrow Doctor Who's time machine and go back to Elena at 18 years old, what advice would you give her? Yeah, very interesting. Yes. So just do it. Just do it. 
If you have an idea, just do it and just try it out. And I would tell her to start your entrepreneurship journey a little bit earlier. Actually, my, my time of traveling and getting to know the world, I would never want to miss it. But maybe there was a very few possibilities of starting a business earlier. So all the challenges I'm facing now or a few years ago, I would already have learned from them. So of course, it's, and that's actually what I see how education needs to change. We need to try. We shouldn't just learn and just, you know, study. And that won't be possible anymore. Yes, because of this technology coming up, we can't just read through the books and give, give the same information just short to someone like it's it's not going like I say what you were mentioning it's not going to work that way we need to start and just do it yeah just jfgi yes if yeah. you know this and uh, that would be my advice yes yeah no I, I love that I think that and I think that is great advice because I think a lot of people will be familiar with procrastinating about making a decision to do something right but nine times out of ten the right thing to do is go with the gut make it happen and yes you may fall over but that's when you learn, right? That's when probably probably you learn the biggest biggest lessons of life is when you fall over and you pick yourself up and you carry on going. So yeah, totally agree. Exactly. Next question is, what one question you would have asked yourself today that I didn't? Yeah, what is your vision, maybe? Like, is the vision, what's the big goal of Inhaber? Tell us tell us about that. I'd love, I'd love to hear it. Because I think, I think that's also quite interesting. So I do see that the contract as we know it today is just, it's just a piece of paper, right? It's just a piece of paper. We are negotiating about it. We put it aside and we hope not to look at it again because we just spent so much time, like the PhD, you just fight it long and long. And at some point of time, you just want to finish and put it somewhere and never touch it again, to be honest. And that's what happens with contracts as well. Yeah. We just write them as more complicated it is as we want just to put it aside. But at the end, all the processes, everything what is happening within companies is based on these contracts. Yeah, when, if, we, if we go just very deep into, into the company's operations, the contract is the heart of it. And that's why, that's why we actually say yeah, the contract should also be seen as the heart of the company. And that's why a contract management solution can actually provide a total transparency into everything, all the processes, everything what is happening within the company, whether it is related to employees, related to the production, to the supply chain, whatever it is, actually it comes back to the contract. So a contract management solution should not be a storage of paper documents. This should not be just a way of having transparent repository, so to say, but a way of seeing everything what is happening in the company. So actually being the first point of truth for everything, for the CEO, for the C-level, for, for everyone being in the company. Yep. I love it. Thank you. And just finally, what is the best way for my listeners to contact you if they want to learn more about your, your product offering? Yeah, it's either through the website asking for a demo, demo request. Our website is www.inhaba.com or my email is elena.mechik at inhaba.com. That would be the best way. Yes. Fantastic. Or LinkedIn, of course. Yeah, LinkedIn is, is a good, good way. Indeed, indeed. Elena, thank you very much for spending time with me today. It's been really great talking to you and learning a little bit more about your product and yourself as well and your journey. So thank you very much. Yes, thank you, Bim. Thanks a lot. 
Thank you for listening to today's episode of The Legal Helm. I personally have a much better understanding of blockchain after listening to this one. If you've enjoyed the show, we hope you'll take a second to like and subscribe, especially on Apple iTunes. It means that we can keep putting it out for you. See you next time on The Legal Helm. Mm -hmm.